Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates, PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Uh, good morning, and uh, well, it's a soggy Sunday today. Sunny and 70 again, Rick, just like every Sunday. I know, man, but this is a live show. We have oh, to tell yeah. what it's actually like out now. Gotcha. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. Hey, I'm Rick Gregory from law firm of uh, Gregory & Associates, your partner-in-law, and uh, Ted Hansen in here with us uh, this sunscreened morning. sunscreened up and ready to go. Sunscreened up and ready to That's go. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I use SPF t-shirt, Rick. That's what I use in the I summertime see. when it gets like this. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Get that good farmer tan. That's exactly right. All right. Hey, folks, uh, glad to be with you this morning, and uh, hopefully you're uh, having a nice cup of joe or your latte or cappuccino or, golly, all the other fun drinks that we have up here. $9 cups of something. $9 yeah. cup of milk and coffee. Sure, it's it's wonderful stuff that we've all become addicted to. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe, you know, because it's a little drizzly out, maybe, you know, you Pay attention to the show a little bit, and I got, we're going to talk about a you know a, a, the subject of trust, which we talk about every week. But we're going to take a little different approach today. And what I really want to do as best we can on radio, um, so you'll have to you know pay attention to the charts and graphs as we're going through this. But I'd like to kind of go through setting the stage for trust because I I still find that many people are kind of confused by this rather uh, an amazing tool. Um, and the flexibility and the many uses of trust. Um, we talk so often about the revocable living trust as a core element of many people's estate plans, but there are so many other trusts. And so we want to talk about you know, the types of trust, and we'll start off with the basics between revocable and irrevocable, and then we'll talk about intervivos trust, those created during your lifetime, First, testamentary trust, which arise through either a will or a trust, and then all kinds of what I'm going to call special purpose trust for asset protection, for gifting to minors, for holding life insurance, special, special needs. needs. Yeah. Um, boy, they, you know the list goes on, and there, you know, when we understand the types of trust, I mean. Ted, we're going to talk a little bit about you know income tax trust, trust where people that are you know wealthier can um, actually save some money on income tax um, through various types of irrevocable trust um, that are both asset protected and all kinds of great features. The challenge, of course, is trying to get credible information on these trusts because you know Ted, as I was going through and you know doing my normal research and then just in course of day to day business. Um, perusing the internet. And one does need to be careful on the advice of some of these websites and, and even some of the websites that, you know, are probably pretty legitimate sites, news reporting agencies and that. Well, they're reporting things, but you need to go back and look at who are they talking to <laughs> that's giving them this information. And while the information more often than not is probably reasonably accurate, it doesn't tell the whole story of the trust. In other words, Sometimes people just tell you the benefits and they don't tell you, well, you know, there's some challenges in working with a trust like this. So I think, you know, what our goal here is at your partner in law and, of course, at our law firm at Gregory and Associates, our goal is to make sure you have the right information to make the right decision at the right time and making sure that when you're using um, estate planning instruments like trust um, that you – comprehend the trust properly, understand it, know how to manage it, and such that it, you know, works. It works. That's because right. if we don't understand our trust and don't manage it right, don't do our taxes right, well, the trust isn't going to work. It's just that simple. That's right. It's one of those things, you know, if you don't abide by the rules of the trust, 
it's the trust isn't going to protect yeah, or, you. Or when we'll get into this a little bit later as well, if the trust doesn't own anything, we, we have an ineffective instrument as well. So well, we yes. talk a little bit about All that. trusts need to own something. Yeah. And that, you know? that really is the history of these, right? So these go back, you know, years and years and years to English common law. And I think they all started basically when these gentlemen would go off to war and had a farm or something, and they would want to leave this in trust for – themselves or their children and the event something that happened to them that they had something actually to come back to. So I believe that this is the foundation, really. Well, I think that was back in old uh, King began. Henry VIII's I time under— I right. I don't remember exactly how far back, but I yeah. do know it's well, quite, was the, quite a number of years. The original statute of uses yeah. <laughs> was what has morphed into modern-day trust yeah, law. Right. Yep. And that was an equitable doctrine kind of promulgated, uh, from what I understand, out of the Church of England. Yeah. And oftentimes the— property, the trustee of the trust was the church That's to manage right. the, you know, but the, but the person, you know, putting their land in trust was able to then, you know, continue working the land, profit from the land. And at some point that land would revert to the church. That's right. And sounds a lot like a charitable remainder trust of today. That, that does. <laughs> and that wasn't always the case, right? I mean, no. in many cases, the beneficiary was, in fact, the landowner also. So, sure. So the land would come back into As the family. As they morphed and, and grew, yeah. That's correct. Or, or back in the day, the oldest male would be the one that would inherit yes. the yes. family. Yes. The, yes, the oldest the, son. The, the, we know, and interestingly enough, even back in the, the Greeks and the Romans and things, there are indications of various tri- types of what we might consider trust-type arrangements. So, you know, it's been around a long, long time. I think our modern trust law certainly has developed out of English common law back in the the dark ages, pretty much. Yeah. And then just evolved and morphed and then, you know, really gets adapted to our tax system and other overriding statutes today. But the basic fundamental concepts of trust are been around forever. I been mean, around a I'm, long I'm, time. I mean, let's, let's let's be practical about it. Any of us that have a bank account effectively have a trust relationship with that bank, right? We entrust our money with these people, on they invest it on our behalf, and then we are the ultimate owners of that money when when we want it, right? So that's the kind of on the very basic level. We all have this type of arrangement in our lives. And that's the essence, sort of, of uh, of, of trust. And well, well, and there's so work. many different types, and throughout today's show, like I said, we want to go over what are living trust, you know, and those are trusts created during your lifetime. And at law, we call those inter vivos, just to throw out a fancy word, but created during my lifetime versus a trust that's created after my death from my will or my trust, and those are, you know. Trust that would be for tax planning purposes, asset protection for your spouse, maybe passing on children. asset protected trust to your children, grandchildren. Yeah. Um, that's where you kind of put those things. And then, you know, we start looking, Ted, and what's, what's really kind of fun about our job in a way is once we get past the basic fundamental revocable living trust for your core estate planning trust, then depending on people's goals and aspirations, and of course, resources, what do they have? There is a plethora (laughs) of other types of trust to do a variety of things from, you know, asset protection, reducing income taxes, reducing estate taxes, just all kinds of great things. Taking, you know, I can't tell you how many people, folks, if you're listening and if you have an insurance policy over $1 million or over, and that in policy is owned by you individually, you need to call Monday because th- that insurance policy will likely put you into a estate tax situation, at least in the state of Washington. Well, we can remedy that. And you, you can have your cake and eat it too. This is one of the great things about estate planning. The government has given us a lot of different tools to help manage our affairs, none of these things are cheating, if you will. All of them are well-established uh, types of documents and uh, approved through the IRS for the various tax um, advantages that we're seeking. Um, special needs trust, for instance, you know, or coordinated benefits between the federal government and the state. Obviously, those trusts are really, really important, and when they're properly written, Oh my goodness! I mean, Ted, this is a you know kind of a staple for you in the elder law area, and looking at supplemental slash um, special needs trust slash safe harbor trust, whatever we really want to call them, they're supplemental needs trust for providing care for people that are 
in need of government assistance. That's right. And then, you know, there's there's trust for veterans. Um, if, if they become disabled, uh, there's a variety of programs there. There's a variety of Medicaid programs. I think one of the misconceptions that most have is that, well, Medicaid is Medicaid. Well, no, Medicaid is a variety of different programs with slightly differing qualifications to um, take advantage of those programs, to qualify for them. And it depends a lot on your situation. Where are you living? In your own home versus an adult family home versus a nursing home? Those are different yep. programs. And there's there's some confusion and some complexity even in filling out your Medicaid form. So we want to make sure that we're dealing with that. There are ways that you can put your home into a what we call a qualified personal residence trust. We lawyers short-term that at QPERT where you can uh, gift your house away and manage that um, process over a period of years that for many people is very advantageous in their um, lifelong pursuit of estate planning. And that's that's kind of the thing we've talked about, I guess, for the last 20 years, that estate planning, folks, is a process. It is not an event. It's not something, whoo-hoo, I did my will, I'm all done, I can put it in the drawer, and I can go on to my next project. And often involves separate components within your plan, right? So not just the basic core plan, but some of these other instruments that we're talking about sometimes will make up your overall estate plan. And usually those reasons are for asset protection or tax uh, tax protection type purposes. So that's why we do them, and that's why we thought we'd at least give you kind of the groundwork of how these things work today so that we can eliminate some of the confusion out there about how these things operate. Right. So let's start, you know, Ted, and, you know, we'll, we'll just set it up right now, and then we'll pick it up after our, our break. But all trusts have a common foundation in the parties to a trust. And a trust is a three-party document, which makes it somewhat unique. Most contracts and agreements are bilateral. Now, there may be one group and another group, but it's A and B are contracting to do something. And that's the most common. Well, in trust, we actually have three parties. You know, the first party is always going to be the trust maker, the person who's making the trust. That's generally you, us. And we are called either the trust store the grantor or the settler. In other words, the or part there is the maker of the trust. And simply stated, the maker of the trust is responsible for, you know, crafting the rules of the trust and the instructions to the trustee and, you know, naming the beneficiaries and how that all is going to work. And so that's what they do that. Now, for most, I would say 99.999%, you would do that through your dutiful legal scribe. So through consultation with you, we would be talking with you and about your goals and your expectations and your finances and the type of finances that you have, the type of assets that you own, and then we'll go from there. We need to take a quick break here, and when we get back, we're going to pick up with uh, the components of a trust and what you need to know about those so you can make wise, informed decisions. Your partner in law will be right back, and we'll take your calls at 888 Your partner-in-law will be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high cost of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. 
Don't make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay your estate back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. There are classes coming Coming up in July, Saturday the 20th and Monday the 22nd. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregorick & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law. With Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is your partner-in-law, and I'm attorney Rick Gregorick uh, in with attorney Ted Hansen. Good morning again, Ted. Folks, we're trying to give you an overall kind of sense of a variety of different types of trust and how all these different tools, if you will, can aid you in your estate planning for asset protection, a reduction of estate taxes, and also income taxes, capital gains taxes. Um, some of these are just amazing trusts, yep, and, um, and many of them are much more commonly deployed than many people think, and yet you know, not enough people are availing themselves of some of these you know, really amazing tools. Well, right before break, we started to talk about the parties to a trust because that's important. And the first party, we said, well, that's the trust maker, which is the grantor, the trust or, or the settlor, the or part, the O-R. And their job, as we said, is to write the instructions of the trust and uh, what its trustee is supposed to do and, you know, what is the purpose of this thing. Now, normally, that's through consultation with your attorney and, you know, we'll ask you lots of questions and we'll look at the types of assets and then what are the benefits we're trying to derive from this trust and then craft those trusts around this. Now, none of these trusts are boilerplate, folks. I mean, just <laughs> we're going to get right off the pack. These are, you know, these are all pretty sophisticated instruments. Now, the next party to all trust is the, the manager of the trust, which we call the trustee. Now, that could be the grantee or the settlee. We don't see that very often in writing, but we normally see trustee. And basically, folks, it's really simple. The trustee's job is to carry out the instructions written by the trust maker. Okay, that's it. That's as simple as it gets. Follow the law, follow the rules. That's their job. So very high level, though, of responsibility as a fiduciary trustee. And now the interesting part of the trust is the beneficiary, the third party. Well, the trust maker is going to name who the beneficiaries are and what their benefits are. Can they have income? If so, how much? What, under what criteria? Can they have access to principal? How much? Under what criteria? These are all the things we're going to look at. And then what happens when that beneficiary either dies or moves on? Where does the money go next? So lots of inter- or multi-generational planning is accomplished through trust. So now we have our three parties we have the trustor, the maker of the trust. We've got the trustee, the manager of the trust. And we have the beneficiary who benefits for the trust, who gets the proceeds. So now that we have our three parties, what's really interesting is depending on the type of trust, well, the trust maker is always going to be the one creating it. So that's never going to change. But who is allowed to be the trustee varies 
from trust to trust, different types. Sometimes you can be your own trustee. That would be called an interested trustee or the grantor being a trustee, and there's lots of rules about that. Some trusts say, no, you can't be. You have to have a disinterested third party manage that trust. So common selection. And generally when we're talking about asset protection type trust, there is a separation from the trustor and the trustee. In other words, you part with the money that funds the particular instrument and an independent trustee carries out the instructions of the trust. Right. And these are usually what we call, not to get too technical, but discretionary trust where the discretion to distribute is up to the trustee and the beneficiary has no what we call demand right. Because if the beneficiary has a demand right, the asset protection is not going to be correct. very good in the trust. That's right. So, you know, simple word choices and changes and how we do this is what gives these trusts their their benefits. So in, in the most common trust, the revocable living trust that we use so commonly for estate planning, what's really cool there is you or you and your spouse would be the trust makers, the trustees, and the lifetime beneficiaries. How cool is that? You're all three parties. That's unique. There's not many trusts that are like that. And then how do we work those? And from those trusts then, though, from your living trust and inter vivos, revocable living trust, one you did during your lifetime. Now, the living trust provides no asset protection because you just conveyed your assets to yourself as the trustee of the trust. You still get all the benefits of the trust, but there's no asset protection. Lots of tax planning, lots of other fun stuff we can do and asset protection for the kids and things of that nature. So we, the goal, though, is to make sure we're picking the right type of trust. So this revocable living trust is kind of a core foundational trust from which – pretty much all yeah. other trust um, kind of evolved. Yeah, and I think I, it's important to point out what Rick just said about the asset protection while you're alive is not available. However, when you pass away, typically below you are all irrevocable trusts, which are asset protected for the beneficiaries. So there is a little bit of nuance with respect to that statement there. But generally during your lifetime, revocable living trusts do not provide asset protection, which is a common misunderstood. Very, very common. Yes. We have lots of folks think, well, it's in a trust, it's protected. Well, no, we have to look at the trust. So um, when we're looking at these trusts, it's so important to say, okay, when it's revocable, this is the planning type of document we want to use because the revocable trust is amendable over time. You can amend it, change it, keep it up to date. We're going to pick up on that thought right after this short break and your calls coming up after break at 888-973-5476. 888-973-5476, your partner in law. We're going to be right back. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high cost of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Don't make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay your estate back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. There are classes coming up in July, Saturday the 20th and Monday the 22nd. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. 
We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Ryan, you never fail, buddy. Your host, Don't fear the Reaper on the state planning show. It's just wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful engineering. What is our theme song? Is it <laughs> not Don't Fear the Reaper? <laughs> no sense in fearing uh, the inevitable. That's right. The inevitable uh, is upon us at some point. Gotta love it, Brian. Hey, folks, we're talking trust. And because trust are a many splendored thing. There are so many things. And I really do get kind of excited in the various types of trust and one-off trust and things that we don't do every day. But um, the palette of trust that we have, think of an artist's palette of colors. It's almost like that for trust. There are so many trusts that are for common, a common toolbox trust, like the revocable living. And then we've got the specialty trust. And specialty trusts come in for asset protection, charitable planning, special needs planning, gift planning. Oh, my goodness, the list goes on. Uh, certain types of trusts to own life insurance, such that it's not includable in your estate. Um, oh, folks, there's just so much to know about this, and it's so great. In fact, there's so much to know that Ted and I have decided to put out a brand new class, and we're going to talk about all of the different types of trust. Now, this class is going to be most interesting to those of you who have estates that are more likely than not to be taxable. And that's going to depend on a lot of factors. If you've already saved a million dollars or more, and you're, then you might be ready, especially if you're in your 40s or 50s. This would be an amazing class for you to come to because we would project you out to have a taxable estate, and here's how you can start managing that right from the get-go. And those of you who are, you know, up in years a little bit more, you're my contemporaries, um, you know, if you're approaching one and a half to two million or more, this is going to be a class um, that's going to be great. We're single people with assets. Single like folks. In particular, yeah, you got, have a lot fewer tax planning choices when you're single than you do when you're married, folks. So. And so this next class we're going to be doing is going to be a survey overview class on the different types of trust and where one might use those under what types of circumstances within one's estate. And a lot of it's going to have, of course, to do with, well, what is your estate comprised of? You know, if it's a big 401k plan and you're a primary residence, that's one type of plan. If you've got a million, you know, you've got all of your investment assets in uh, outside of retirement plans, um, that's a different type. Maybe you've got a lot of your wealth in real estate. Um, maybe maybe your balance. Maybe a lot of your wealth is in your business. That's a lot of folks around here where a great amount of your taxable net worth is your business, and your business is also your source of income. It's also your source of risk relative to, you know, asset protection. Likely a source of legacy planning in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, so it's it's putting you, your family, your business, your situation, your resources, and saying, okay, given this, you know, array of things that you have, what is the most efficient manner in which you can manage those assets, preserving them, the best way possible, being able to pass them on to those you want to pass them on to in the most, I always say, thoughtful and caring manner, but always keeping in mind the backdrop of taxes. And when we say taxes, we got income taxes, we got capital gains taxes, we got inheritance taxes, we got estate taxes at the state and federal level. We have no shortage of taxes, folks. And I imagine that the number of taxes will continue to increase, unfortunately. It's a wild card for sure. And we have to plan for what we know now. And as we go through these tax changes, we try to put various provisions in the document to allow us to adjust to those circumstances. But one thing is for sure, the tax plans that we have right now are not going to be the same thing we have 10 years from now. So, And folks, one of my favorite uh, trusts that's a newer type of trust that's uh, only now beginning to gain some traction. We've been doing them at Gregorick and Associates since about 2007. But just the way new laws roll out and things like that, uh, they didn't become terribly commonplace um, until about 2015, 2016. And this is the retirement plan trust, or we call a standalone IRA asset protection trust. These are an amazing tool 
when properly deployed. In other words, you know, when I say deployed, in other words, how do we write the terms and conditions of that trust to comply with all the IRS and IRA and 401k rules? How do we do that? And then how do we get the best benefit out of that for you and then those that you're going to make your beneficiaries on your plans? And it is just amazing what we can do and the benefits that can be bestowed. And so this new retirement plan trust is, you know, it's one of the newest trusts that has some of the widest applications across the population. Because, you know, honestly, some trusts are kind of esoteric and there's not going to be that many of us that need it. But my job as the attorney and your job, Ted, (laughs) is when we're working with that client to look and say, oh, you're a candidate for one of these. Now, our job is to tell you about it. The pros, the cons, the costs, the advantages, disadvantages, all that stuff. And then, of course, it's up to you to make your decision. But how can you make the decision if you don't even know the trust exists? So that's what our job's going to be. And we're going to be uh, coming out to the Issaquah market here in uh, the few coming weeks. And uh, we'll have that up on the website probably about midweek this week. Yep. We're just trying to nail down the, to that. the final yeah. venue there. But we're going to be talking about all different types of trust and what they mean and how they integrate in. We're going to put you know a little more tax planning in because people using these trusts tend to have estates that are $2 million and up. And so this is going to be one of those classes that that. We're also going to have our other um, regular classes that brings in the Medicaid and all that type of stuff. So there's lots and lots and lots of different types of tools that we have. And we want to, we want to kind of quell some of the myths about trust and making sure that you understand that the name of the trust isn't what's important. Uh, there's lots of trusts put out there with trade names on them or things like that that are just really standard trust that m- almost all of these trusts without exception are rooted in the Internal Revenue Service. So yep. there's just not a lot of margin uh, for air. And, not a uh, lot of room to make things up. No, we've <laughs> got to comply with certain yeah, things. Right. Now, there are ways to tailor within those trusts. Now, that's the key thing is how are they tailored. Folks, we're going to be right back after this short, crass commercial break. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated, you've got to rely on an expert like Rick who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. This is Michael Medved. Financial experts will tell you that you should have a plan in place for the high cost of long-term care. If your plan consists of using your savings to pay for any long-term care needs in the future, then take a moment to contact 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. They will show you how to set up an asset-based plan using a portion of your existing savings. Now, this way you maintain control of your money and you're guaranteed to get your money back even if you don't need long-term care. For every dollar you put in today, 525 Advisors will show you how to get 3 to $4 back in tax-free long-term care protection. Call 525 Advisors today to learn how you can put a portion of your savings to work and protect your family and the rest of your assets from the high cost of long-term care. Call today at 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188 at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. 
Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. All righty. Well, well, we'll stick to our day jobs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wish it was different. But. Hey, folks, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. We've been talking trust. And uh, maybe that's the new name of the show, Talking Trust. Here we Is go. that good? That's Can I a, coin that? That's a fine. I hereby claim that as my intellectual that's a fine property. Title. Um, that there are really cool things. Hey, I wanted to uh, go to Tim here in uh, Edgewood. Oh, good morning, Tim. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing terrific. You said you want to chat about a trust. Chat away. Yeah, I have a. I had a. Um, I inherited some money and um, about four million dollars, and very fortunate. And but I went to an attorney and had a trust uh, and put in. And there's three, four trusts: uh, my daughter, two daughters, and wife, and myself. Because I didn't want to, let's say, if I go to the doctor and the doctor says, Jim, you only got a couple months left, Tim. And um, I'd have everything already filled out and everything. So I can say, okay, disperse the money here and there. Right. Now, the reason why I'm calling is I think that it's wise to have a dual trustees. Explain that to folks, because I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you. I'll t- my other sibling was quite difficult to work with, and if she would have uh, been the only trustee on the trust, uh, we would have still been trying to dissolve everything, and it's been more than two years. So I always say, get two trustees. You know, it's... A lot of wisdom in that. I think that, uh, A, there's a lot of work to do, number one. It's very disruptive to what you're doing, especially if you're settling, say, your parents' estate, going through the trust settlement process, establishing all the new testamentary trusts, getting them set up all the beneficiaries. There is quite a bit of work. And then when there's siblings, if one of them's doing all the work and there's a little bit of distrust maybe or just little tension and it goes really rough. So when you do have multiple trustees, even if it's, you know, say both kids, it'd be one thing, or you could have, you know, maybe one child and a professional or corporate trustee, some other check and balance put in there, plus someone to offload a lot of the tedious type of work too. Yeah. The key to making that work is to have a, a really robust trustee section on how disputes are resolved and things of that nature and what happens if one of them becomes a wayward trustee we call what's the removal process for that so really that it works well as long as you take some forethought and have that drafted so that you anticipate those types of problems happening because they do pop up from time to time that there are disagreements among trustees and generally uh, the trust will require them to act together Uh, that is that they need to make unanimous decisions now of course that can be altered in the document but uh, that's one of the issues with having an equal number of trustees is you have no tiebreaker mechanism. So, Hey, Tim, let me ask you a question, and I'm, yeah. I don't know, you, know, you may or may not know the answer to this, but since you inherited uh, about $4 million, that means just your inheritance alone makes your estate, estate taxable under Washington law. Did you, in your planning or in these new trusts, did you use any what we call generation skipping options? Well, I was on it, it, this. It came out of California. Mm-hmm. Well, this is and, uh, federal law uh, that I'm talking about, so it wouldn't have anything to do with state uh, law. So it would be. What, I don't. I really don't know. It's so complex. Yeah. You know, that's why you need a professional to do it. I think we got it down pretty. I'm. I'm I feel very confident with the uh, people that we went through, and uh, just like to say to your listeners, if if someone has two hundred dollars 
and they die, they better figure it out because you're going <laughs> to have the, the family members fighting over $500 or $200. You know the story. It's oh, terrible. Tim, I say it all too well. You know, we oftentimes have multi-million dollar estates that are thrown into litigation over a chandelier that's worth a couple hundred bucks or maybe $1,000 or something, some family heirloom that you know, all three kids won or something. And then, yeah. you know, there's 100,000 later, we got it settled. There's millions of dollars at stake and they're arguing <laughs> over the table scraps. And yeah. it's unfortunate. I understand emotions in that, but at some point, <laughs> there, yeah. it does become when ridiculous. You, yeah, when you set up gift. these four separate trusts, were these gift trusts? Did you gift these the money to fund those trusts from the money that you inherited? Uh, what I did was um, I gave um, a certain amount of money to each individual, three individuals, right. and uh, just to give them some money. And then uh, we have it figured out. Uh, when I pass away, uh, my wife gets the house, and my two girls get equivalent what the house is worth. Gotcha. So I want everybody to, every, I want it all equal, gotcha. right down the middle. Sounds great. Sounds, Sounds like good. you're in a blended yeah. marriage, perhaps. So, um, hey, Tim, yeah. thank you so much. Sagely advice, of course, and, uh, well, congratulations on your new wealth, but, of course, condolence on the passing of your your folks there. I've been gone through that myself, of course, and I guess all of us do at yeah. some point. Well, thank you very much. I, I enjoy your show. Thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it tremendously. My goodness, it looks like we're uh, fast approaching our next break here. So, folks, want to, you know, Tim brings a great point up on the management of trust. Oftentimes, it's best to have dual trustees or co-trustees. And we'll also maybe we'll pick up on the concept of the trust protector when we get back from break. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregrick, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. What are the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement? is not planning for the high cost of an extended healthcare situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Don't make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay your estate back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. There are classes coming up in July, Saturday the 20th and Monday the 22nd. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary 
complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All right, wake up out there, everybody. Wake up. Sunny outside. Get out right. of bed. You know, it always it always works better when you turn your mic on. Yeah. I don't you know. notice that? It, it's amazing yeah. when you... Well, it's like everything else. If you do it right, it seems to work better. That's right. This, this whole power connection thing, once you get that okay. button going, it, it functions. So just a real quick recap here, folks. Trust have three parties. The trust maker, the trustor, the trustee, the manager, and the beneficiary, those who benefit. And there are lifetime beneficiaries in some trust and then testamentary or death beneficiaries. There is one other party to a trust that we haven't talked about today, and it's one that I want to talk about because it's one that is devoid in a majority of the estate plans that we review that people come in with and say, gee, I have my estate plan or I have my trust or I have my will. And this one party, this one component is oftentimes missing. Now, it may be missing on purpose. Maybe you don't want it in your plan. That's okay. But what's not okay is when you didn't even know the position existed. And the type of position we're talking about within a trust is the concept or the title of what we call a trust protector or trust advisor. Those terms are somewhat interchangeable. This is statutory state law here in Washington. It became law back in 1999. And trust protectors are there to do just what the name sounds like or trust advisor. They protect and advise. Um, So many folks, when we talk about the trust protector and how that works, the trust protector has powers above and beyond the trustee. And this is because the statute allows that, that if the trustee was to hold some of these powers, it would violate various trust terms. So these trust protectors are put in there to help give guidance, instruction to the trustees if necessary, to discuss beneficiaries and trustees, make sure the relationship's good. If there's any misconceptions, make sure that both parties understand the trust. If there's vacancies in trustees, you know, filling those vacancies. And one of the most important things for irrevocable trust, now irrevocable means can't change it, right? Well, mm, it's hard to change, let's put it that way. But irrevocable trust over time, most often, almost all of them, will need some sort of updating because of changes in law or changes in the circumstances of the beneficiary. And so there are a variety of means to reform otherwise irrevocable trust. The trust protector, trust advisor provisions under Washington law actually provides you know, one of those tools for the trust protector to make certain modifications to the operating terms of the trust. That's right. And the reason why this is important, folks, is because you have two options. You have the black robe option, which is the traditional method where you don't have any trust protector in the document, or you can insert the trust protector provisions in the document, and the trust protector can make those changes that would otherwise require someone like me to go downtown and petition for whatever type of change I wanted to make to the trust. So with the trust protector, they have the authority, again, according to the terms of their powers, to do certain changes to the trust. And generally those involve wayward trustee issues and tax change issues for the most part because, like we said earlier, this is kind of a moving landscape with respect to taxes. And some of these documents are drafted in such a fashion that they either don't take full advantage of the tax laws or they're just devoid of them altogether. So yeah. that, that's the primary purpose of trust protectors. Think of a trust, folks, that was written 50 years ago. Is it possible that some of the terms and conditions in there are no longer relevant today? The circumstances have vastly changed. Well, does it make sense to leave that broken trust out there, or does it make sense to fix it? Well, obviously it makes sense to fix it, but fixing an otherwise irrevocable trust needs to be done with a delicate hand so as not to disrupt um, asset protection or tax advantages that we're doing this trust for. But Washington State actually has a, a number of ways to update trust depending on the circumstances. We've got the trust protector provisions and decanting provisions, which completely leave the court out of it. 
most of the time. And then we also have TEDRA, the Trust and Dispute Trust and Estate Dispute Resolution Act. Boy, that's a bunch to get out Sunday morning. And that has both judicial and non-judicial means. But of all of the ways to do this, if it's something the trust protector is allowed to do, that's one of the most cost-effective ways to do that, ensuring probably the best results because the trust protector still has the best interest of the beneficiaries in mind when they're doing this work. So they're their advocate, if you will. So these are really folks. There are so many different tools out there, and I hear people oftentimes complaining that grandpa left them a trust and it's a real pain to work with. You know, if you've got that old irrevocable trust, you're just not sure what to do with, it doesn't seem to be serving your needs, give us a call. Let's talk about it. Most things can be fixed. Yes. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to leave it all broken down out there, broken down old jalopy. You know, we need to, let's make them work and let's make them, make sure they're bestowing the benefits to you. And like I said earlier, uh, keep an eye on our website and uh, listen to the ads. We're, get, we're putting in a brand new class together. Um, we're going to give it in Issaquah for the first time. Um, first time in Issaquah, first time for this class. So we're going to do a dually, but it's going to be a fun one because we're going to break down all the different types of trust and that. And so this is mostly for people with one to two million dollars or more in uh, savings and assets, retirement plans, whatever, um, going to most likely be taxable estates. And we're going to have lots more information on that. That's going to be a fun one. And then we're going to have more coming up in Bothell and maybe down in the South area a little bit. So uh, we've been getting calls to do more uh, events in some other areas. So You ask, we listen. We're putting those together, getting some venues secured. But this next one coming up on um, these trusts are going to be – this is going to be a fun one because we're going to roll out not just the basic trust, but we're going to roll out a whole bunch of the other tools and hopefully get you excited about some of the opportunities that you can use for trust and how the specialty trusts sometimes have some very cool things for you, very cool tax advantages. Would you like to leave your inheritance to your children knowing that regardless of what the inheritance that you provide to them grows to, that money would not be taxable in your estate when you die? You know, these are the types of things we want to look at. We want to look at not only tax savings for you, but down through the generations. And this can be done, and it is done, and it's fun to do. It works. And uh, people that utilize these things, um, most of you come to love them. But the people who don't like trust, more often the time time is they you know they don't fully comprehend yeah. it or understand yeah, they're, it. They're really very simple, basic. Maybe I'm carrying that too far, but they really operationally wise are fairly simple devices to to manage and to use. And and people just don't understand, Rick. I think that's the problem. But worst case scenario, you have a good CPA, right? I mean, you have to have a good CPA if you have a trust, folks. Okay, that's just that's yep. just a given. Don't do trust yep. accounting yourself. That's foolish. I wouldn't do it, and uh, I know a lot about these things. Yeah. So I have a CPA do my tax returns. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just you know sometimes self help is foolish. So um, we want to make sure that. But there are so many different types of trust out there, and we want you to learn about them because there's some some really cool ones. And until you know about them, you can't make any type of of inquiry into, hey, would that work for me? Would that work for my estate? Would that work for my wife, my children, my grandchildren? Oh, we'll try to clear that up for you. Would We will. So, hey, folks, a little drizzly out there. Take it easy on the roads. I'll be out there driving. I'd rather meet you at a class than at a fender. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> folks, uh, your partner-in-law signing off. We will be back next week. Till then, be safe. Enjoy the sunshine. Thanks for listening to Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info Newsletters and Your Partner-in-Law Podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner-in-Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner-in-Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.